This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. As a congregation on a Sunday, um, we met here on Wednesday and it was a good service even though we were in, we were in pain. The Lord continues to comfort us all in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in that um, 1 Corinthians 4, I think verse 14 or 15, it says, We do not mourn like those that do not have hope. Amen. I just want to throw that in this morning. As 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 13, it says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren. Concerning those who are falling asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. If people are falling asleep or they are fast done to glory and they were in Christ Jesus, they were believers before they died, we know that there is hope that we will see them again. Amen. There is hope that we will see them again because they've not, um, they've passed on into glory. Amen. They've passed on, they've not, um, they've not passed on into into condemnation. Amen. Amen. So I just want you people to be, um, to be encouraged. Let's be, let's be strengthened in our hearts. Uh, let's be strengthened in our hearts, and I trust that the comfort of the Lord will reach out, will continue to reach out to all of us in Jesus' name. Um, we learned that the burial was done on um, Thursday. It was supposed to be done on Friday, but it was done on Thursday, and we believe God that um, you know, everything went well, and the family will be back here. We want to appreciate as many of you as took your time to reach out to the family, giving to them, going all the way to visit. It's important. And when they come back also, we need to still continue. Amen. We need to reach out. We need to call. We need to send messages. You know, the Lord will use you to bring comfort to them. Let's not disconnect. That's not how it is done in the kingdom. Amen. All right. So happy Father's Day to all fathers in the house. Happy Father's Day to you. Trust that the Lord will keep strengthening you in Jesus' name. As, made, as he has made you the head, you remain the head and not the tail in the name of Jesus. All that it takes to continually represent God as Father in our generation, the Lord continues to endow you with them, with all of those things in the name of Jesus. So congratulations. We celebrate you. We're happy to have you in our lives. Amen. Is somebody saying, I want you to just get up and say happy Father's Day to somebody. Welcome a father, celebrate a father in the house. Celebrate them. We celebrate you greatly. We celebrate you greatly. We celebrate you greatly. We ask that the Lord's hand will continually be upon you in the name of Jesus. You will be model fathers in the name of Jesus. Fathers that gladden the hearts of our Heavenly Father in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you will be father in everything. When you say father, you mean source. Amen. Source. And you know, when you talk source, there is no lack. There is always abundance. And so the Lord blesses the work of your hands in Jesus' name. Resources are multiplied to you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Today too happens to be the fifth anniversary that pastor passed on to glory. Amen. You know, my son came to me, okay, he's not here. He said, something is, I don't want to use the word, it's not a good word. 
about today. He said, what is it? I thought, I was, when he said it at first, before he said the word, I was like, what is it? He said, there's something about today. I said, is it good or bad? He said, I don't even know how to say it. Now use the word, but the word he used was not a good word, like not a pleasant, not a bad, not a pleasant word, you know. He, he said, but I can't figure it out. You know, there's so, just something. I now asked him to go sit. Afterwards, I called him. I prayed for him. I asked him. To, I prayed for him. I said, see, I'm sure it is God that's trying to, you know, you know, you know, cuddle or make the day a bad day for you or something. You have to reject that. You have to stand your ground and say, see, I said, it's Father's Day. It's a beautiful day. So I, he went to his seat. I called him back again. I prayed for him. And then I went, in, I went to sit down. But I just felt, why are you hiding it from him now? <laughs> he will know later. that Because it might just be because today is the fifth anniversary that I was feeling like that. Amen. You know, there are times you are not conscious, but in mind, it's just something. So I thought, why are you hiding it? Just call him and remind him. So I, I twisted it. I said, today is actually the fifth year anniversary. Before husband, right? Should I give you lunch today? <laughs> so I just turned it into play, into joke. How could you have forgotten today? Are you going to eat lunch today now with what you have done? Should I forgive you and give you lunch? He said, yes, forgive me. I said, okay. So I shall use style to pass it on to him. So we bless God. The song that we, say, that we sang earlier on said, um, when our, world, our hearts were, our backs were against the wall and we didn't know how to move forward, the Lord came to our help. He came to our rescue. And He's done that for us in the last five years. And, you know, of course, beyond five years, for several of us with different situations, the Lord has come through for us consistently and He will continue to come through in Jesus' name. Um, a part, part of that song says, I don't know why, but I'm grateful. But the truth is, we, we can say we know why. You know, everything, every resource, every help that God has brought your way, he has one thing on his mind. He has an agenda. Amen. We are going to open to, um, that's Jeremiah 1, from 1 to 10. God is committed to his purpose. He's committed to his kingdom here on earth. And everything he brings your way, every good he does to you, every provision he makes, you cannot continue to say you don't know why. You know why? The reason is God is building his kingdom here on earth. Amen. And he's building through men and women. And he will bring several things into the earth because he has an agenda. He has a task. He has a mission. As it is in heaven, the Lord wants it to be here on earth. And so everything that the Lord does for you, every provision he brings your way, every help he brings your way, it is for that one reason. Amen. To, to ensure that his kingdom is here on earth as it is in heaven. Our Father and our God, we appreciate you. We thank you in the name of Jesus for bringing us together again today. Thank you because it is indeed a beautiful day. We thank you, Father. Thank you for your great love over us. Thank you for how you have communicated this love, how you have not hidden it, how you have not stopped talking to us about your Father's heart for us all. And thank you because you have even given us fathers, human fathers here on earth that we can look to, we can look and see, you know, the, the, the things you want to pass across to us as your children. We thank you for these human examples that you have in our lives, that we have in our lives. We appreciate you for every one of them. We thank you for the fathers that you have used to raise us up all through our years, oh God. Thank you for several people that have stood in that position of fathers in our lives, even 
as we have come thus far. We appreciate you. Your word says by a prophet you brought Israel out of Egypt through a prophet, a leader, a father, a model, one that will go before him. You, 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 are, you brought him also into his inheritance. Father, we thank you for what you have done with us using fathers. We thank you for what you have done, O oh God placing these people in our lives as models. Lord, we declare they are blessed today in the name of Jesus. We thank you, our Father, for our lives. And we, we ask this morning, even as we go into your word, we ask that you open up your word to us much more in the name of Jesus. Help us to understand things concerning your kingdom. You have told us this month that commanded abundance is our lot. But Lord, there is there is a condition. You have said we should seek first your kingdom and then we will have this. Lord, we pray that you help us to understand much more your kingdom this morning in the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, we declare that you are liberty in our midst in the name of Jesus. Bring understanding, bring enlightenment. Help us to go forward in our journey again today for we prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. All right, so we'll read, from Jeremiah, we'll read from Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 1 to 10. This is the word of the Lord to prophet Jeremiah. Verse 1 says, The words of, um, the words of Jeremiah, the son of Ukiah, of the priests who were in, in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Amen. I want you to pay attention to this. You know, the message translation says the word of the Lord came to him in the days of this Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign. Let's go on, verse 3. Um, the message translation says the word of the Lord continued to come to him also in the days of Joachim, the son of Josiah. He said the word of the Lord continued to come to him. Many are seated here. The word of the Lord has come to you, you know, in time past. The Lord, word of the Lord has continued to come to you also, just like Jeremiah. The Lord is talking. He keeps revealing himself to us. He keeps, op he keeps opening our hearts to his word. He said the word also came to him in the days of Joachim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah king of Judah, until the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. The message translation says, I am a boy. I cannot speak because I'm a boy. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. This is the word of the Lord, not only to Jeremiah, you know, this is a form of, this is an example of how the word of God comes to you and I. 
Amen. The Lord said to him, even when he didn't know his left from his hand and from his right, the Lord said, see, I have ordained you. I have chosen you before you were born. You know, when you were in your mother's womb, I chose you for an assignment. And it's the same for you and I. It's the same for everybody that is seated here. The Lord, in his scheme of things, he has an arrangement that he has, he has put together for your life and for my life. There are things the Lord wants to do on the face of the earth that he's going to do through you and I. And the Lord will not relent. The same way the word of the Lord kept coming to Jeremiah, the word of the Lord will keep coming to you also until you come into full alignment with what the Lord wants to do in your life and through you. The word of the Lord will keep coming. It will keep coming. God is committed to his cause here on earth. He is committed to the kingdom. He's committed to building the kingdom. The Lord Jesus came on the scene in Matthew. You know, before him, uh, John the Baptist came. And John the Baptist came preaching what? He was preaching the kingdom of God. John the Baptist came and said, the kingdom is near you. The kingdom is here. You know, leave this. Come on to this. Come to what God is doing. Stop doing this. God is bringing in a new thing. God is asking you to enter into this kingdom. The Lord Jesus too came. He was preaching the first message that he preached and, and practically everything that Jesus preached was about the kingdom. Jesus came here to show us that the kingdom of God, you know, God wanted to bring his kingdom into the earth. He is about, when Jesus came, he said he was, the Lord was about bringing. As Jesus has left, the kingdom hasn't come fully, but the kingdom is here already. Amen. And our text for this month says, seek first this kingdom of God. Seek it. Seek his righteousness, then every other thing gets added unto you. So I want us to just take a look a bit at that um, Matthew 6, 31. Let me read that from 31 and then I will jump to 33. Matthew 6 says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? 32 says, For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. This morning I'm looking at the kingdom and commanded abundance. We'll, we'll take some parts, um, take some of these, this first service, and then... I'll conclude in the second service. Verse 33 says about four things to us. The first thing it says, it says, but seek. That's the first, I want to look at um, that first um, sentence. It says, but seek. What does it mean to seek? And I want you to write some of these things down. Because this is important for you. You are expecting the abundance of God that he has commanded. You are expecting that, you know, needs are met. You are expecting that you live your life beautifully as the Lord has planned it for you. And the Lord has said, all of these things will come. But you must do this beginning part. So you need to get the beginning part well. You need to have it established in your life so that you can have what should be the result of it. The, the first point there, or the first word says seek. What does it mean to seek? To seek means to pursue, to pursue something, to study something, to explore that thing, to consider it, to learn it, to fill your thoughts with it. To understand it. Seek first the kingdom. We don't tire from this. We do not retire from these from this assignments. We don't. It says pursue it, study it, explore it, consider it, learn it. Fill your thoughts with it. Understand it. As a seeker, you must be ready to know about that subject matter. You must be ready to know. You must give diligent attention to that topic. 
You must be dedicated to understand, understand it, preoccupy yourself with that topic. That's what it means to seek. The next word I want us to consider is first. First is talking about priority, and this is quite important. Several people can seek something, but they can seek it second, they can seek it third, they can seek it last. But here, what the Lord is saying is for you to have what I've commanded to come your way, for you to be guaranteed that what is the blessings I want coming your way comes to you and does not get, um, you know, it doesn't get to go to some other, it doesn't get blocked from getting to you. He said it has to be forced. You have to seek force. What does it mean to seek force? You know, in that verse, what, what, what is um, being suggested is priority. Priority. You know, our lives, your life, your, you, the, the, your life is like a sum total, you know, aggregate, adding up all the decisions that you make in life. How do we make our decisions? Our decisions come based on our priorities. Amen. What, for instance, have you spent the whole of last week? What did you commit to doing last week? If you look at it very well, you realize that you did the things that were priority to you. Whether you knew or you did not know. Things that were priority to you. And you know, so our priorities determine our decisions. And these decisions determine the direction that your life goes. If you continually decide on something, continually prioritize something, and then you do that thing, at the end of the day, that is what, that is the kind of person, the kind of person that will say lived will be determined by the priorities, the things, the decisions that you take. And so, um, taking decisions in life, you need to understand the power that your priorities have. Your priorities hold a whole lot of power. The things you prioritize, the things you do not prioritize. But the Lord is saying to us from this verse, He says you have to seek the kingdom first. It must be a matter of priority. It must be a principal thing. It must be, it must be placed above all others. It must be the most important to you. The Lord said to Jeremiah, this is the assignment I want for you. I want my kingdom to come here on earth and I want to be able to speak to people in your land through you. As I speak, I want you to reveal these things to them. God did not come to him to talk to him about food, about clothing, about shelter. He said he came to him talking to him about his assignments because in my kingdom, in the scheme of things, this is what I want you to Every one of us, we have a part to play. Whether you have recognized it or you have not recognized it. And the Lord is saying to us here that if you will make up your mind to factor your major in the things that God has sent you here to do or your part in the kingdom, you will not have a problem with having needs met. You will, have, you will not have a problem with abundance coming your way. That is the way to guarantee this. He said, take care of your priorities. The kingdom must be your primary focus. For you to be effective and live well, it has to be your primary focus. You must think about it. You must, um, you must live it. It must play out in your life every day. Your allegiance to it must be seen. Your allegiance to it, we don't need to pick up a micro, a micro um, you know, is it magnifying lens? Ma uh, yes, ma microscope is that which magnifies, right? We don't need to pick it up. In the things that you pay attention to, the way you, because there's nothing that challenges us as much as how we spend our time every day. Everything is clamoring for our time. Everything. The biggest challenge of life or of man is how we spend time. And how do we spend time? Is what we prioritize. Because 
24 hours and you can't even use 24 hours because you have to sleep. You have to do some things. So we, 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 have, we don't even have 24 hours available to us. Amen. Because you will sleep out of that 24 hours. So the greatest challenge of our life is making decisions based on priority. What I want to give my time to, what I don't want to give my time to. But the Lord says to us here, if you must have um, what I've commanded to come your way, then you have to prioritize things about my kingdom. Amen. You have to prioritize it. You can't, um, you, know, you, you can't just leave it to chance. It has to be done intentionally. Amen. Number, the, number three thing I want us to take a look at a bit is that verse, that, um, that the word, the next word that we have on that, in that verse says the kingdom, the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom? We've looked at, at this at different times. I just want to remind you again, the kingdom of God you know, this word that you have here is the same word that we have in Genesis 1.26. We found that coming up again and again in our messages in the last how many months, maybe two months. Now, Genesis 1.26 comes up, you know, maybe for me, almost every meeting. Genesis 1.26, let's flip to it. This word kingdom that you have here, you have it in the, in the Greek here, is the same word you have Um, where is it? Genesis 1.26. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. That word dominion is the same word that is translated as kingdom in this verse 33 that we just saw now. And the, both of them mean the same thing. They mean kingdom. They mean um, dominion. Amen. They mean sovereign rule. The, the word mean reign or royal power. Amen. So he says, seek forth the kingdom, the kingdom of God. The kingdom here is talking about where you have the sovereign rule of God over a territory. And, you know, the rule of God or the rule of anybody over a territory will affect the culture, the values of that place or those people. The, he says here, seek the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the rule of God. Is the, is, the, is, the, um, is the ability or the dominion of God, the authority of God over a people. In this case now, over your own life. Seek the kingdom of God as it pertains to you. Seek the kingdom of God as it pertains to where you live. Seek the kingdom of God, you know, in the land where you live. The rule of God, the, 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 um, the dominion of God, the authority of God, the things that God wants done, that he wants established, you must be mindful of it. Amen. You must be mindful of it. You must, uh, it must play out in your life, you know, every day. Whatever, the way our jobs, the jobs we take is determined, the way where we live is determined. All of these things must be, um, is it premise upon the kingdom of God. The decisions that we make, you, you must take a recourse to what God wants done and what he doesn't want done. Amen. Some people just decide, for instance, you know, I want to get a job, I want to take, I want to live in this place, not considering. But I'm saying to you that we should consider. We should consider the rule of God. We should consider his, um, his dominion, what he wants established in a place, what he wants established in your life. It says, seek first the kingdom. Seek what God wants first. And the next thing says, and his righteousness. The righteousness there is simple. It's right positioning with authority. Right positioning. 
In Nigeria, for instance, when you are well positioned, maybe on the road, you are a road user, you are in your vehicle. If you, if you drive well, you won't be going against, you won't have um, um, FRS coming after you. Amen. In the same way, it says, seek the righteousness of God. Seek to be in right positioning. You know, I said earlier on that where you have a kingdom, the kingdom will affect values. It will affect a whole lot of things about the people. If you seek the kingdom of God and you seek his righteousness, the, the right positioning, amen, you want to fulfill the requirements of God, the requirements of the authority of God over your life. If you seek that, if you, seek that, if you do all of those four, four things, that it you are seeking, you are seeking it first, you are seeking the kingdom of God, amen, you are allowing the rule of God, the dominion of God, the power of God to have the final say over your life. And then you are, do, you are, you are f- focusing also on right positioning with God. The Bible says every other thing will be added. Every other thing will be added. We'll, we'll take um, you know, more look at the kingdom in the next, um, in the next service. I want, to, I want to look a bit at some things about the kingdom. Matthew 5, um, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness because they shall be filled. When you make it a priority, for instance, to seek righteousness, to be in right standing with God, and the Lord Jesus has made this possible for you and I. Amen. We don't need to struggle. The word of the Lord is available. You know the scripture says you don't need to, you know, you don't need to go to heaven or, you know, go to the, to the air, um, hell, rather, to go and bring up anything. The word is near you. you the, the, um, the ability to do right is right on the inside of you because you have the spirit of God inside you. The Bible says if you hunger and you thirst for righteousness, you will have provisions made to you. That's what this Matthew 5, 6 says. Every time you seek after doing it right with God. And, you know, this... Um, this is a big deal because you can decide to do things as you want. Amen. You can decide to do things as you desire, not deferring to the kingdom rule of God in your life. Amen. Between husband and wife, you know, when we, when we talk about um, the kingdom, and we'll look a bit at that, you know, in the second service. When you talk about the kingdom, there are values you know, um, I think it's Miles Moreau that would say that quite a number of us don't understand anything about kingdom because you were never a part of any kingdom like that. You know, he would usually say that for him, you know, they were colonized, the Bahamas, by the UK. So they understand very well what kingdom is about. We don't understand it so very well, but we have a little bit of it. The way we see PDP and APC trying to clinch power, right, here in Nigeria... What, they want, what everybody wants to do is whoever gets to, be, um, to, be the, to produce maybe the president, for instance, they will be able to bring their culture, their, their values to bear upon the citizens of that place. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is in the same way that God wants to bring the values, his own value, the values of his kingdom that is already established in heavens. He wants to bring it into your own life and into my own life. The reason why you have heaven as being heaven, where everything is beautiful and, you know, things are going well, is because the rule of God is not challenged in that place. When it was going to be challenged, you know, with um, Lucifer, you saw what happened. It was sent down here. Amen. Heaven is heaven because the rule of God, the authority of God is 100%. 
what God wants to mirror, what he wants to do, he wants to mirror that here on earth. And he's going to do it through you and I. Amen. His kingdom comes through you and I, through how things play out in our own lives. And this plays out in a whole lot of ways. For instance, we have, you know, a wedding done. Somebody stands and he says, you know, um, I did wed. The values of the kingdom says you, are, you, you, you stay with that commitment of yours. Amen. The value, that is one of the values of the kingdom. The Bible says there is a man that makes, that makes a, an oath or a promise. And even when he's going to go against him, he stands with it. That is a part of the value of a kingdom. Amen. When you have a kingdom, values are there. You have cultures, you have things that people that belong to that, to that kingdom ought to do and things they ought not to do. You know, when, so when decisions come, for instance, I want to take a job. You, 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 you bounce it, kind of, kind of, you bounce it against what will the Lord have me do concerning this job. We know it's not all doors that open that you go through, right? It is not all job opportunities that you get that you take. You, might not, you cannot say because you've been looking for a job for 12 years, this one has finally come. You need to find out. When it comes to marriage, it's not everybody you can marry. Amen. You have to decide what is the rule of God. What is the authority, the dominion of God in my life? What is he saying about this decision of who to marry? What is he saying? Because he has a bearing on that aspect of your life. Can I go with this man or should I go with this woman? They might have all your spe spe you know, spe spe what? specifications. Yes, your specs. We've always been saying specs, so I've forgotten the full one now. They might have your specs, but at some, you know, with some things, you just know that this other thing does not really sit well. And the government of God over your life, the authority of God, the, the, the power of God, the rule and reign of God over your life will not allow you to overlook this particular aspect. The person might be a Christian, amen, but you bounce it through what does the kingdom of God, the rule of God, when you say kingdom now, you know, we are not talking heaven because that's a, an adjustment that we need to make in our minds. When we talk kingdom of God, most times people think heaven. Heaven is not the kingdom of God. The reason why we say heaven is because the rule of God is 100%. It is total in heaven. And that is what makes it heaven. If the rule of God is total, 100%, unchallenged in your own life also, that is heaven. So heaven is not so much of a location. That is what I'm trying to say. Heaven is not so much of a location. Heaven is, you know, much more of your alignment with God. That is heaven. And that is why we can say we are having days of heaven on earth. We don't need to go to heaven to enjoy heaven. What God wants to do is he wants to bring, and that is what the Lord Jesus said. He said, pray that the kingdom of God will come. That is what God wants. He wants his kingdom in our own earth. He wants his kingdom to come. He wants his authority to be complete, to be total. And you know, when you talk, when you are talking kingdom, it's very different from religion. Very, very different from religion. What quite a number of us have embraced is religion. But what God is about is much more than religion. What God is about is establishing his kingdom here on earth. It is in heaven already. He's saying, I want this thing mirrored here on earth. The same way there is, you know, people defer to God 100% in heaven, I want it here. And he does it one man per time. 
He does it in your life. He does it in my life. And that, that is what this um, verse 33, Matthew 6, 33 is all about. He wants his kingdom here. It is not religion. Religion is very different from, 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 from the kingdom of God. And we can't even go, even Christianity on its own. You know, there is so much of Christianity that is all about religion. Amen. For instance, the word of God says that um, love your neighbor as yourself. And it says if you do that, it's much weightier than you doing, you know, all those, uh, fulfilling all those requirements of the law, which is um, maybe you are a prayer warrior, you are going to church very well, you are going for evangelism. It says it is much better, that is much um, higher. That is what the kingdom of God is about. It's much more about you, for instance, showing love to your neighbor than you being a worker in church, you giving to God, you tithing. Religion will say these are the things you ought to do. Religion usually, and you know, we, we have a lot of religions. And all of them have several things in common. One of the things that all religions have in common, for instance, is they promise that they will meet the needs of the people. You will have money. You will, you, your fear will be taken care of. You know, all of those things. You know, and several religions will promise also that we, we are better than these other ones. But what Jesus came to establish is not religion. It is kingdom. Kingdom is about the rule of God going like 100% in your life, period. That is what God, Jesus Christ came to establish here. John the Baptist told us before Jesus came. And if you, begin, if you begin to research, and that is not my focus this morning, you realize that Christianity is not the same thing, you know, as kingdom. The kingdom of God is huge, is more huge, is bigger. Christianity can talk about, you know, church, and which is strong, which is, is a good, is a major part. God is preparing his bride, you know, is preparing the church so that the church can reign in the kingdom of of Christ when Jesus comes. Amen. The church is being prepared so that we can reign in the kingdom of God. The church is a small part of the kingdom. The kingdom is not the church. The church is not the kingdom. The kingdom of God is big, is huge. But what the Lord wants is let every one of us perform our own part. Everybody has a part in this kingdom. And one of the ways that you can seek the kingdom and seek it first is you put priority on it. What does the word of God say? What does God, what would God have you do, for instance, in choosing a wife, in choosing a husband, or in relating with a brother, relating with a sister, relating with a wife, you know, with a spouse? They are values. They are, we have cultures. We have things that are lined up in the kingdom that we ought to adhere by. You just don't wake up and, you know, do things, you know, that you want. You want to you know, bounce it off God. You want, to, you want to look at it from the point of view of what will the Lord have me do in this situation. Amen. So in, in our relationships, the kingdom of God is supposed to be brought to bear. Amen. The way we handle relationships, the way we do our job, the way we live our lives, the way we raise our children, all of these things have one thing or two to do with the kingdom of God. And the Bible says everything that you do, be mindful of the kingdom. Don't just live like other men and women in the world live. They live without recourse to the kingdom of God. They live not caring, not wanting to check what will the Lord have me do about this or not. They just do it as it comes to them, as 
ordinary human beings, but you are not ordinary human beings. You have codes of conduct. Amen. You have things guiding what your, what your um, actions should be, what your actions should not be. And that should hold, it should hold true in your life at every point in time. The Bible says when we do all of these things, when we seek, you are pursuing, you are exploring, you want to know, you are not just them, you, 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 have, you are not, um, you know, you've not sought God on a Sunday and then the rest of the week, you are every day of our life, we should be about what the kingdom of God is, how the kingdom of God wants to be extended, uh, you know, enlarged, expressed in your life. You should be about that every day of your life. Every day we should have um, the kingdom passing through us. Amen. Jeremiah, let me look at that. Jeremiah again, for, uh, no, verse 4. The kingdom of God must have his bearing over your life. The Bible says if you have that in place, then you, you are fine. You have all needs met. And you know, Jesus was saying earlier on in verse 31, he said, don't worry about what you will eat, what you will drink. I have it all covered. Everything you need on the face of the earth or you will ever need is here on earth. The money you will spend is not something that CBN is just going to print. Amen. It is not what CBN is just going to print. It is, it is here already. It is, it is in circulation. But the way you position yourself, the way you align yourself for it, to make sure it comes to you, such that needs are not delayed, amen, is that you are in right standing with God. You have, you have righteousness as your code of conduct, amen. You do, not, you do not do anyhow. You do not live anyhow. Righteousness governs your life. The Bible says, seek the kingdom of God. Seek how this kingdom will be expanded. Seek how this kingdom will be enlarged. Seek how you, you, know, you must be intentional in contributing to that kingdom, being increased and not decreased. You know, there are things we can do to decrease the kingdom. There are things you can do that you are siding in with the enemy. The Bible says struggle, strive to ensure that you are not doing that. And all of these things play out in several areas of our lives. The way you handle your job, the way you handle relationships. Seek that you are increasing the kingdom. You are pushing forward the kingdom. You are causing the kingdom to gain more ground. Not that you are joining forces with the enemy to, 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 to decrease the kingdom. And we can do that in a number of ways. When we insist on our own ways and we are not saying, Lord, what would you have me do in this situation? When you stand on your own eyes concerning a particular, you know, every, every, every opportunity that you have, for instance, to forgive is that you are extending the kingdom. Every opportunity that you have to be benevolent or give to the needy or the poor, you are extending the kingdom. Every opportunity that you have to shine light in a dark situation, what are you doing? You are extending the kingdom and we shouldn't shy away from it. We come against each other at different times, you know, maybe in relationships, things go well. You want to seek the face of the Lord and say, God, what will you have me do? So when we talk about the kingdom, it plays out in a whole lot of things. What would you have me do? We need to resist the temptation to think we know what we need to do in this situation. David, when he faced... When he faced them, you know, the, 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 a battle, he asked the Lord, what should I do? And the Lord told him what to do. He went after them. The next time these people came, he didn't assume. He asked the Lord again, what would you have me do? That is, you are, you are, you are allowing the kingdom to have an to, to You know, you are allowing the kingdom to, to affect your decisions. And that is what our life should be about. 
The kingdom of God must always affect your decisions in life. The, the things you hold dear, the things that are priority, that, the, that, may, that help you to make the decisions that you make in life. You must pass it through the, the lens of what will God want me to do in this situation. Amen. The word of the Lord says to us, if you do these things, if you seek the kingdom, if you seek it first, you are not after your, satisfying your own need or the way you feel. You are after God. This is, how, this, is, this is how I feel. I do not deny it. But Lord, I, I want to know what your mind is concerning this situation. Can I understand what you want me to do about this situation? That is how we live in the kingdom. If you are a part of the kingdom, then you need to, you need to allow the kingdom of God affect what you do. Affect your actions, affect your decisions. And the word of the Lord says to us, if these things are in place, you are seeking the kingdom, you are seeking it first. You are seeking the righteousness of God, you are seeking God's righteousness, then you will have every other thing added to you. I want you to ask like um, the, the Lord did for Jeremiah this morning. I want you to just ask that the Lord will touch you. In the name of Jesus, every inadequacy that you see in yourself that is making you think or, make, or that, that has made you gone back a couple of times, that have made you put your own need above the Lord, you can't do that and say you are seeking the kingdom. Seeking the kingdom, I want you to just bow your head and say to the Lord, I've come to the end of the, of, the, of the message. I want you to bow your head and talk to the Lord. The Lord said to Jeremiah, I said, see, I have put my hands upon your mouth. My hands have touched your mouth. And so... Grace is made available to you. That thing that I've asked you to do and you are thinking you will not be able to do it because you are a boy or you are a youth. He said it is gone. Now I have empowered you. You will be able to stand as my own oracle. You will be able to do the things I want you to do. In the name of Jesus, I want you to ask that the Lord will touch you also in the areas of your inadequacies. In the name of Jesus, ask that the Lord will help you. We, are, we have looked at this topic this morning saying we need to seek we need to pursue we need to want to know we need to want to explore the kingdom understand what the kingdom is about and we will look at some of that in the second service the word of the, the, the scripture also says to us you need to seek it first as a matter of priority with every decision you have to make you need to look at what would god have me do and these are the things we keep coming back to again till jesus comes we will need to revisit this thing again and again because oftentimes you will lose touch with God being the priority in making decisions, you know, in dealing with a man, in dealing with a woman, in dealing with your friend or your brother. At times we forget that we should make God priority. We forget to ask the Lord and say, God, what would you have me do in this situation? Situation. The way to seek the kingdom is to ask the Lord, is to prioritize what the Lord wants, is to ask the Lord, what would you have me do? And when you hear it, prioritize it above your pain. Above your inabilities, like Jeremiah said, he said, I'm a child. I, I am inad inadequate. I won't be able to do this thing. But above that, he listened to what the Lord said. And the Lord brought grace. The Lord touched him. Ask that the Lord will touch you this morning. In every area of your inadequacy, 
Say to the Lord, Lord, I want to seek your kingdom and I want to seek it first. I want to seek righteousness also. I want to be in the right with you. I want to be positioned. I want to be aligned correctly, accurately. I do not want to be standing with the devil on any situation of my life, on any decision of my life. I don't want to be found standing along with the devil. I'm not in the camp of God. I'm in the camp of the devil. It happens to us. Once you start taking your eyes off, what will Jesus have you do? You know, once you start focusing your heart on the pain that you are going through on the, or, or the gains that you want to have in that business, you are not minding what God wants. You are looking at the money that that job can provide. Once you can start putting your, your eyes on that and the money, what the money will do is coming first. God is not coming first. You know, you can find yourself in the camp of the enemy. You can be aligned with the devil. You can be, you can be standing, lining up with the devil and you see the, the, the camp of God, you are absent in that place because of this decision that you have made. I want you to pray that the Lord will come to you this morning. Let the Lord touch let him begin to highlight on areas of your life that maybe in the last in the last one month or in the coming one month, the Lord would want you to focus on him, focus on what he would have you do. As situations of life present itself to you, as opportunities present itself to you, you will not just go with it, but you want to seek the kingdom of God first. You want to seek it first. The Lord has made up his mind that abundance is going to come to you this year, but what he desires is that you will put him first. There is an assignment, there is a task, there is a responsibility in the scheme of things, in the arrangement of God for your life. And you need to be aligned. You need to be lining up with God so that you can do what he has sent you to do, what he wants you to do part time in the name of Jesus. There is no life more beautiful than what the Lord has intended for you. But for you to have it, you need to be aligned with him and not aligned with the devil. Father, this morning we appreciate you for bringing us your word. Thank you for reminding us of the importance, oh God, to seek to seek it first, to seek your kingdom and to seek your righteousness so that all that you want to come to us can come to us. Your word says you are our shepherd, we, will, we lack nothing once we continue to align with you there will be no lack emotionally there will be no lack socially there will be no lack psychologically there will be no lack financially in our lives. Father we ask in the name of Jesus this morning that you help us to make the adjustments for some of us the adjustments that we need to make will be huge because we have departed so far away. For some it is small because we just started deviating and for as many oh God as are on track Lord I pray that you will help Help us all to remain on track even as adjustments are made in the name of Jesus. Help us, O oh God, to continue to sieve our decisions, our priorities through the lens of your kingdom and your righteousness even as we go into the rest of this month in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because you are indeed our shepherd. We declare that we do not lack anything. Everything that we need for life and godliness, they come to us as that when due in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. For we've prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.